Like you say something people don't like, you're broke, you're a bomb. And it's like, okay, next, say something else. What, what else are you going to say? That's why I feel like that sound like Roly. Yo. I'm saying like, I don't mean to bring up like you saying. I feel like people really need to. Not no. comparing Drake no, to Roly, bitch. So welcome back to another episode of the Petty Headquarters. I'm your host, Tiana Locke, and this is my lovely co-host by the name of... Ew, why you say it like that? Jesse Strange. <laughs> you know, we out here. Um, if you're watching this, it is Halloween. So happy Halloween. Yes. Happy As Halloween. you can see, we have our little outfits of one of them. Oh my God. <laughs> so let's talk about you. What are you? I'm a cat, bitch. Cheetah, leopard, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm a cat. Okay, you are a leopard or something. Cheetah? Cheetah, cat. Same shit. Okay, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Going with that little brown, that brown look. What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> look at you, fucking up. That's fucking up already. Fuck. Fucking up. Just put it on a damn thing. It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> Yo, you got problems. Yeah, so you gonna ask me what I am or what? Yeah, what are you? For the people listening, I am a hippie and I'm also extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate this wig. I look crazy. <laughs> I have I haven't had hair like this since I was 18 years old. Okay, it's all up in my face and I feel ugly. Mm-hmm. But you know, happy Halloween. I mean, you picked the costume, I so, I mean, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Why you look like you got an attitude? <laughs> Why you got an attitude? This shit hot. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so today is going to be one special, special, special episode. Mm-hmm. Every episode is special. But yeah. today is special because we are going to be talking about... The man himself, Drizzy Drake. Yeah, he's been on the... He's been on social media lately. He's been on. He's been on. He's been on. <laughs> um, one of the things that makes him relevant right now is, uh, what's today's date? October 11th, right? Yeah, look yeah. at you, October okay. 11th. So it's a t- October 11th, and I have to like give the dates because we always talk about shit in advance when it comes out after because we are on a schedule, okay? We have structure. Yep. So he released his newest album, um, for all the dogs. Yep. And that released October 6th. And a lot of people had a lot to say about it. Charlemagne had some words, mm. and then Joe Budden had some words on his podcast. And Drake, Jizzy Drake, decided to respond to both people. He actually been responding to a lot more people. He's been on even prior to that, yeah, regarding like the music, because he, re- he released like some single before with SZA mm-hmm. before the album came out, mm-hmm. and he had some beef with like Holly Berry. What the fuck he got yeah. with Holly Berry? Yeah, we'll Spill get into it. Tea. We'll get into it. We'll get into Spill it. <laughs> Shit's crazy. But yeah, I mean, uh, Drake has been on you know, social media talking his shit. And uh, we wanted to get on the podcast today to talk about it and really dig deep because we like we were going to talk about this prior. 
um, with SZA and uh, Doja Cat. But I feel like Drake kind of like allowed this to be a segue into that, you know? Right. Not necessarily SZA because I don't really. Yeah, not necessarily SZA. I feel like Doja Doja Cat more. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so, you know, Charlamagne, I think when this whole thing started with me, Charlamagne first said what he said and. I can pull up that clip right here. Okay, we're just going right into it. Going right into it. Drake put out a song last Friday, and nobody cared. What was the song? The Drake and Scissor record. No, oh. people, that just dropped, and people do like it. It came out last Friday, and, and it came out last Friday, and people just started talking about the lyrics yesterday, because I saw people, I'm in the group chat, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Damn, Drake put out this record Friday and people just get into the lyrics on a Monday? I mean... That's not Drake-like. He's gonna be fine, regardless. I just think that, you know, it's also... When you think about... You look at the album cover and you hear the title for All My Dogs, I think we was looking for something a little bit more harder, a little bit more aggressive. But see what happened. So, with that being said, Drake took to Instagram and he decided to clap back to Charlemagne, and he said this... Are you okay, Leonard? Leonard Leonard? I don't know. Are you okay, Leonard? You kind of weirded me out, G. Like, you really obsessed with me or something. For years, like, you look in the mirror and wish you saw my reflection type shit. Whatever you gotta do to let it out, I'm sure your 435 loyal fans will stand by you. Fucking goof. Um... Yeah. So that was like the first instance mm-hmm. and my first I mean, do you want to talk about that? Do you want to say all of the stuff in terms of the clapbacks? Yes. Yeah, so, let's talk about the clapback. Well, uh, let's talk about the song first because this happened prior to the release, the album release cuz he that when Charlemagne made that comment, the album didn't come out yet. It right. was the single release, which we'll talk about it here. Holly Berry was the cover to that single, which was the Slime Out, Slime, Slimed Out, I think the name of the song is. The song is called Slime You Out. And when it came out, um, there was a, a specific photo before the album, a specific photo cover for it. And it was of Holly Berry um, when she got slimed at one of the awards, the Slime Awards from Nickelodeon. The photo was owned by getty images so we believe that um, you know he probably went through to ask permission to get it from them but he went out of his way to ask holly berry for permission to use it and she said no why would she say no though because she probably didn't want him to use it and he's here's my thing so he used it anyways oh he used it anyways and and this is what happened so she came out with a tweet I just don't understand why would you not want him to use a photo that's already public? She's entitled to say no if you're... My thing is... You're right. You're right. She's, she's entitled. entitled to say no. Of course. Why? When it's already public. I'm sure, Yeah, but if if you're using her face for money, like, it's it's mm. it's business at the end of the day. You're right. Why would she right, want to... Le- right, like, in right. her eyes, I would be like, no, unless you're compensating me for it. But wouldn't he be compensating her for it? No, because she doesn't... Own, first of all, he can just do whatever he wants because she doesn't own the image. It's Getty Images okay, that owns it. And right. two... Here's my, I'll share my thought. Let me just share with you what he said first, what what she said. So people were coming at her on, uh, they were coming on her at her on social media saying, why are you mad when it's public image, when it's a public image? And she said, cause he asked me and I said, no, that's why. Why ask if you intend to do what you want to do? That was a fuck you to me. Not cool. You get it? And I think that's true. Like, my thing is, if you had intention to use it regardless, why did you 
go out your way to ask for permission. Yeah, why didn't you just go through the right channels with Getty Images then? I just feel like this is what I feel like uh, over like my research looking into Drake is that, you know, he's not used to getting told no. Well, this is going to be an entire deep dive on Drake. Like this is more than just his clapback. This is about Drake as a person. This is his our opinion. <clears throat> yeah, this is obviously going to be our opinion, but this is based off of what we see, what we know. We obviously don't know him as a person. So this is digging and diving deep into his music, diving into these clapbacks, and honestly, even diving a little into his dating history, honey. Oh, yeah, I got receipts, baby. Yo, because it just shows. And he even did an interview with Little Yachty, uh, the Moody Conversation. Um, where he said that, you know, he likes to be honest about his experiences in his songs, but he also regrets name dropping his exes. But so, he still does it anyway. Right. So that just like, we're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to get there. But yeah, so that happened with the drama with Holly Berry. That's crazy. She wasn't fucking with him. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's what happened also with this single uh, release but i mean we could talk about charlemagne i mean they clearly have history right right it's so funny because charlemagne did respond to drake's clapback i mean he don't really care about nothing did he so he responded but it wasn't really much of a response he just doesn't care right and if anything after this whole joe budden thing happened he went and he said on the breakfast club Man, why everybody coming for Drake? Only I could do that. Now I don't want to come for him no more because everybody coming for him. And I'm just he like, said that? yes, he said that. And I'm like, bro, where is the logic in how you think? But no, because I feel that because I feel like a part of him, like so, Charlemagne is very opinionated, right? Which is why he's Charlemagne, right? right? Like that makes him him. But I feel like a part of it is like, damn, like it feels like you started a hate train almost, but it's not even that. Yeah, I don't think it, it's that. It, it, it's not. But I can see why Charlamagne would say that because I would say the same thing too, honestly. Like, damn, like he came out of pocket. Like, you know, not a lot of people, because Drake is Drake, not a lot of people stand against him or criticize him the way Joe Budden has or the way Charlamagne has. And I feel like being that voice, that's what makes Charlamagne. Charlemagne. Who he is, right. Yeah. So it's like when everybody else is trying to take a shot at him, it's kind of like, damn, like, you know? I mean, I guess, but you trying to gatekeep who could take shots at him? Like, No, no. <laughs> I feel like Drake definitely set himself up for that. He set himself up for that because at the end of the day, he seems like he can't take criticism. Uh-huh. And seems like it, he holds a lot of insecurity in that, in his music, and in what, you know, I don't know. I, I you know. Yeah, I feel that. So let's just move on to what Joe Budden had to say a little bit, because obviously, you know, we don't have the whole thing. Right. Um, so here's a quick clip. I miss the Drake that was rapping but for Drake. the rappers. I miss the Drake that when he dropped, the rappers hit him. Not these little kids. I don't give a about you and Kai Sinat. That's going to sound like, hey, go find some your fucking age. Hang out with them. I mean, these kids. That's not what keep you popping. Oh, and if that's exactly. the game he playing, the old, I gotta play this game. All the older streaming music dog, and buying it, Joe. No, dog. All that y'all saying for me applies to the field. I have long before called this golden child. Different set of rules apply. He's him. He is not one of them that y'all telling me about. I don't hold him there. When you that, you ain't walking in with the glow. I do what I want, and that's what's gonna be popping. So. 
Um, that is what Joe Budden, like a clip, a small clip of what he had to say. You have something you want to say about that? No. Okay. So when I was also looking more into his podcast, there was another clip where some of the co-hosts on his show specifically said, it's not for the dogs, it's for the pups. Oh, shit. And someone, someone else even said, I, feel, I felt too old for this album. So, you know, a lot of people had a lot to say about that, but I have some opinions about that. To the people on Joe Budden's podcast, and sorry, I don't know y'all names, but um, I can see where they're coming from, especially with um, Charlemagne saying that he expected something a little bit more harder, a little bit more aggressive. Right. Um, I'm going to say what I have to say, and then I'm going to read Drake's clap back to Joe Budden. But what I have to say is, and this is the other side of things. I understand their side of things. However, Drake was never that type of guy to begin with. I think that's another take that people are forgetting, like thinking about taking it back to thank me later. Take care. Um, Nothing was the same. Scorpion. All these albums. Drake was always a lover boy. That was the main thing that y'all criticized him for. That was the main thing that y'all talk shit about. That was the main thing as to why all these rappers was dissing him. Like, oh, you think you go come in the rap game? You you soft. You this. You always crying. You emotional. And I'm just like, he's always been like this. Maybe. Maybe the flows are different and maybe not, you know, in comparison to old Drake, maybe the flow is a little different and not as like harder. But in terms of the lyrics, I feel like Drake's always been that way from jump. And then that leads me to my question about just hyper masculinity being in hip hop, because this is exactly why Drake even got so much heat when he first dropped. Because you singing all songs. They was calling him all types. And he's like, who, why are you singing all tracks? Why are you singing this this dude? This, who is this nigga singing all tracks? Like, that was always his biggest obstacle when right. even trying to break into the industry. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't understand why you're shocked. I guess, I, I mean, is it hyper masculinity though? I think that what, yes, because when we're thinking about hip hop, and back in the days, hip hop, a lot of the lyrics are hyper masculine. And I feel like when it says for all the dogs, these men are immediately thinking, oh, we about to get some aggressive hard shit, some like manly shit. And that's always been a topic, though. I feel like that's always been a thing where there is hyper masculinity within these lyrics in hip hop. That's always been a thing since day one. I agree with I agree totally with that part. Yeah. about Like it being always in hip hop and and even you know that's always been drake i agree completely i don't think joe bunnan's coming from that perspective no though. i don't think he's coming from I, that perspective at all I, I just he misses the old drake right no i just feel like it's the same mm, you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like okay we've heard this tone before we've heard this this the lyrics it continues it's like how many clever ways can you say you fuck a lot of bitches you put bitches on and then you you know you you i don't know you can always you you know how many like it's just always about the same things and i feel like that's really where joe budden's come coming from because it's like you're i don't know we're this age now and you're still rapping about the same thing and you're still rapping about being almost like you're trying to stay young which i guess like it's that weird shit where like leonardo dicaprio wants to date young women you know it's like that weird shit that guys do i guess i don't know I don't know, but it's like, you know, I think that's really where it's coming from. The fact that, 
because there is some good songs in there, but it just sounds like every other Drake song that has come out. You know, it's it just same lyrics, same type of thing. You're talking about the same thing. And I feel like that's really where he's coming mm. from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, you don't have to be masculine or hyper. I feel like you could still be a lover boy, but have a different sound or have a or or have a different perspective. You know, I like, and, but I just feel like Drake is always talking about the same thing. When have you ever heard Drake talking about anything else other than money, cars, and women, and and the relationships he be in, and then throw throwing disses at rappers? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's kind of like it it gets old, and like again, you're he's big enough to to do whatever the hell he wants and still yeah. be successful. Like, right. you know, I think that's that's the difference is that people. With Drake's success, people are hoping to see the type of Drake where he was making innovative, different sounds. He was yeah. making ty- different types of music. He was dipping into different types and different genres. But I feel like people argue that this is him trying to be innovative. What? There are his fans that argued that, said that. This is a quote that I saw on YouTube where a fan said, he has ascended into a corporation as a true artist. Right. He's ascended into a corporation, which what is that? Right. Keyword corporation. Corporation. Corporation is just he sells like, again, it's something you would hear on the radio. There's like, you know, there's something there's a couple of songs you can hear at a club, but it sounds like, you know, when Drake came out, he came out with a different sound. When he first came out, he was the singing rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, he was breaking these boundaries because back when when he first came out, Autotune was just leaving, like, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And and he came out, he was getting so much hate for singing and being yep. in his feelings. But yep. that's innovating. You've already done that. And you've it's almost like he stopped, I want to say caring, but one, he doesn't need to care because no matter, he's so big, no does matter it, what do he does. Do you think it sounds like he got bored to the point where- It sounds where like there's no inspiration. There's no inspiration. That's right. That's what I was going to say. That's what I'm saying. There's no inspiration. He to know, like push that creative flow. Right. And and it just sounds the same. There is nothing on that album that doesn't sound like a Drake song already. Like, let's be real. The hardest song on that album was Jake with right, J. Cole. Right, and right. it's J. Cole. Like, right, you saw what right. I'm saying? Like, you better come with your fucking right. P's and Q's when you're on a song with J. Cole. Right. You know, but it's like if you if he gave six, seven of those fucking songs instead of like 23 or 24 of like, you know, the the, the songs. That he, yeah, <laughs> it just it just I don't know. It just feels lazy. It just feels like he wants to put something out there. And I don't think that he's used to getting, I mean, he's always gotten criticism, but the amount that now it's kind of like people are so tired of the yeah. same shit. Cause you know, all the other song, all the other albums prior to that, they've kind of had the same kind of feedback, right? you know? So it's like, I feel like now he's so used to being on top and so used to being received well. Yeah. And I can't imagine being that successful and then having people tell you no, having people tell you you're not that good. Mm-hmm. Ha- you know, when you, for years, he's been on the top for years. Just imagine you're, you're like years of validation and all yeah. of a sudden people are telling you you ain't shit. Your insecurities start to right. like, you're human, right? Mm-hmm. So your insecurities start to come out and then you start flexing because that's, 
all you have. Right. Which leads me to his clapback on Joe Budden, mm-hmm. which was, in my opinion, this was so out of pocket. It was. I was like, damn, why did you have to go that hard? And just the things that he chose to point out. So I'm just going to read it for y'all. He said, at Joe Budden, you have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you were doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember, you're watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success, a quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switched careers because the things that pop up into your brain had you broke, living check to check, and the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows and dusty, e-nice jeans to screw up their face to mood music (laughs) 29 and pretend you are the GOAT. Please, to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the fact. This guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You were tired and we never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We know you for doing this. You withdrew from rap, not because you accomplished all you needed to. It's because it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in the generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their opinion is a real thing. And he puts everybody's entitled to their opinion in quotes, by the way, is a real thing. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact I didn't continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need it, put in simpler terms. I own a 767. He owns a modest house in the 973 and flies first class on special occasions. That's fucking crazy. But you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. I saw exactly what you were talking about. But you see what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? Because even Joe Budden's response shows the level of maturity. Mm -hmm. Did you you see his response? I saw a little bit of his response, but I didn't really. Isn't it on Patreon? I couldn't really see the whole thing. Nah, it was a tweet. He responded to that to that comment. He said, you'll grow up sooner or later, dot, dot, dot. Father time is undefeated. And I feel like that goes to show you who's the more mature one in this yeah. response. Because all that shit, that may be true. That may be, you know, uh, Drake's opinion on mm-hmm. Joe Budden. But at the end of the day, all that shows is that that's how you feel. These are your, your, your portraying. He wants to, it'd be the people that talk about, oh, you're projecting your insecurities while you're fucking bugging out on the comments. It'd be those that are really showing their insecurities. Because my thing is this, if you didn't like what he had to say, you could have gone and said a lot of other things, but instead you basically try to sun him. Yeah. It's like, okay. He had an ego trip for sure. Hell yeah. Because. Joe Budden, you know, at the who cares if Joe Budden quit music? Right. Who cares if he's doing podcasts? You know what? That is a he's a businessman. Right. A quitter is someone who literally quits the entire industry completely and became like, you know, and not not shitting on nobody who does nine to five, but like quit the industry and creative world and just does a nine to five. Right. That's someone who quits on their dream. Right. Joe Budden figured out what worked for him. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's like, okay, he may have not been the best rapper, but how are you going to tell somebody that they're not entitled to an opinion when you just gave your opinion on him? And my thing is, first of all, 
his response was simply flexing all of his materialistic things. Right. And then my thing is, would you have felt better if Jay-Z was saying this about you or something? Would you have said the same thing if Jay-Z was saying And would you have that? said the same thing that if part. Jay-Z was saying this about you? Because it's, what are you going to do when you can't flex anymore? Feel, what are you going to do? I feel like Drake, you know, he looked corny because it's like, he, it looks he corny. Did. He did look corny. I'm not going to lie. He did. It looks corny. He did. Because yep. it shows that you can't handle criticism. It shows. Moving it, like a child, for real. It shows that you're insecure. Hella insecure. About your current music and your numbers. It shows that. It shows that, like, no matter, no matter, no matter what. Like, okay, okay. let me get my thoughts. Let me get my thoughts. It just shows that all Drake can do is flex what he has. And at the end of the day, that doesn't make it make it doesn't mean someone can't comment on your on your music. Joe Budden was criticizing you as yeah, an audience just because of your materialistic items like that doesn't exempt you from any type of commentary or criticism like as whatsoever. A, and I feel like it was from a perspective of a consumer. Yeah. At his age, at yeah. his grown yeah. age. And, and I the thing feel is, him. not for nothing, Joe Budden actually did listen to it, dissecting certain songs and dissecting certain lyrics. It's not like he just pulled it out of his ass and was like, you're trash. Like, and my thing is, they used to be cool. Yeah, they used to be cool. Like, Drake even looked up to Joe Budden at some point, And there's even a video of that, too, where it's just like, damn, this didn't age well, I guess. There's this old video of Drake meeting Joe Budden. And, yeah, here is the whole experience. Yes. Drizzy. Grateful to be here. No. Drizzy Mr. So Far Gone. Yeah. It's yep. come, you've, you've taken over New York City. Yeah, and just, you didn't just catch me out here, too. I came to support Joe. <laughs> for real, just for the record of anybody watching. No, and, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I came to support th th Joe. Thank you very much. Terry. Now, yeah, you, know. you asked me how Terry was feeling. Yeah, I did. I need to ask you how you feeling. I feel uh, I feel humble, man. Definitely. It's, uh, listen, well, don't, don't, no, don't listen, listen, listen. Don't political. Don't I'm don't. I'm giving you the not right. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm giving you the not right real shit. You know? Okay. So um, you feel humble. I feel you humble. happy. I'm honored. Yeah. All of the all that flattered. Shit. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's it's great. It's great. I never. Uh, I definitely never thought. You know that it would it would go this far. So. I'm, I'm what? So yeah, I mean that was such a wholesome exchange between the two of them, and it, I guess it's just kind of like crazy to see what it's come to today. Honestly, the egos, mm -hmm. the, the ego is insane. I also want to show you uh, another interview. Uh, there was an interview he did about Joe, but like he mentions Joe Budden and I don't think it aged well. You, you can always hear, you can always hear a rapper finding themselves if you yeah. give them more than like five or 10 years, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I used to rap like Budden back in the day. Mm. Um, like what, just like with the way I used to try and get like certain flows off yeah. and then that's crazy. So yeah, I guess like they they definitely have like history of supporting each other and stuff like that. It just seems like Drake uh, maybe holds a, some type of animosity. Maybe things happen behind closed doors that we don't know. But right, it was just out of pocket. Even if he didn't agree with Button's perspective. Yeah, I just feel like it wasn't necessary to come at his lifestyle and like the tax bracket shit and the holiday like, yeah, vacation the materialistic in the first class it was just so not needed whatsoever and i feel like 
that's the first thing people always resort to nowadays. Like you say something, people don't like, you're broke, you're a bum. And it's like, okay, next, say something else. What, what else are you going to say? That's where I feel like, that sound like Roly. Yo. I'm saying like, <laughs> I don't mean to bring it back to you saying. Why <laughs> I feel like people really need to. Cause Not no. you comparing Drake no, to Roly, bitch. Just why that. Why are you just comparing that. Drake to Roly? It'd be the, because you, you know Why? Because people don't, they admire Drake so much and they put him on a pedestal that they don't even see him like that. So mm-hmm. I'm here to say something crazy because I really need you to understand at the end of the day, he's human. Just because he's Drake doesn't mean that one, he's not going to act out of pocket. When he's out of pocket, he's out of pocket. Right. And I feel like, again, this is that shit that we talk about. Like, yo, you this big ass superstar acting like that is crazy to me. It's crazy because it's like, I, I just okay we know you have mad money you're right. drake tell us something we don't know you're like, drake we know you have mad money they that doesn't mean you're you can't get criticized right right he definitely was hurt it hurt. hit a sore spot it hit a nerve joe button hit a nerve <laughs> because the way he responded you would have thought they had beef you would have thought they was fucking yeah <laughs> No, tell me not. Tell me not. Yo, tell me not. Yo, yo, you're out of pocket today. You're out of pocket It's the hair. It's the hair. Yeah, you acting brand new because you got that ugly ass wig on. It's the hair. Got me saying all types of crazy shit. This fucking hippie ass hair got you wilding right now. (laughs) No, but it's true. Like, all right. You know, obviously I'm just talking shit, but it's like at the end of the day, there was just, I just feel like it was so unnecessary. Yeah. It was like Joe Budden went to level two and he went to level a thousand. But I don't even think Joe Budden said anything about Drake's personal life. Right. He didn't. He was just talking I mean, about the album. He did come and say, you need to grow up and stop hanging with these like young kids. But like, Sir, Drake's dad actually responded to Joe Budden. What? Yeah, which is wild. What which, are you saying? which, and I got the, I got the, I got the little receipt for you right here. Hold on. And first of all, shit. this is what pissed me off. I'm like, Drake dad. Like, first of all, why are you even getting involved? One, two, you wasn't even in his life for like most of his life until he became rich, and then you want to be back in his life. And Drake was nice enough to let you back in his life mm-hmm. and to help you out. But it just kills me because you wasn't even a part of his life for dumb long. Mm-hmm. But you want to fucking like, okay. So he went to Instagram. Old ass man in his big, big, big age went to Instagram and said, it's a f-ing shame that a young artist can't do his own thing and enjoy his glory without an old hater mother effer trying to bust his bubble because he has nothing going on and to mention or put a limit on what age okay on what age anyone should be dealing with which is none of his business as long as they're of legal age I am sick of these old effing haters effing with my son. If you don't like what he does, keep it moving, mother effer. He's not bothering you. A thousand exclamation points. And I'm just like, first of all, that says a lot about his dad. First of all, that made me uncomfortable. You know, I hate- why are you even bringing the age into it? You know, I hate when grown men say as long as they're of evil. Of legal age. Of legal age. Yes. Because usually it's those guys that go for young 18-year-olds. Exactly. Girls, 17, and then they wait for the 18-year-olds. Exactly. Sorry, we can't say that. Yeah. Um, But those people. Those people. Right. right. And, you know, we'll get back on that because 
that's very reflective of who Drake is too. His father is, a, I feel like, a cloud chaser because he went on a podcast and I can't remember whose podcast it was, but a couple years ago and said something like, oh, he." they were asking about his his involvement in Drake's life and they and he said something like, oh, Drake, I don't know why Drake says I wasn't involved in his life when I was, uh, and I asked him that. He's like, oh, well, dad... That that story sells. And Drake never addressed it. Drake never addressed it. So it's like, honestly, I believe he wasn't involved in his life because he went to jail. You know, they talk about the jail and how, like, you know, he's he's been away. He's I believe Drake when he said he wasn't involved in his life. But right. the fact that your father went against you in public and said that right. shows. And then he only comes back when you have money. Right. It's just very telling. It sounds like, you know, them toxic parents. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't know their relationship, but like that's just it just red flags, you know, red especially when flags. like let's just say if that was true, let's just say like you were involved and that's the story that sells like let's just say in a hypothetical world. If you're really that down parent, you wouldn't even be talking about it. On you the wouldn't even be there, period. And you wouldn't even, not for nothing, you wouldn't even come to the internet to say nothing. There you go. So for him to even clap back at Joe Budden and say all this shit it, it, and even mention the age thing, bro, you didn't even need to do all of that. It's Why crazy. did you mention that? Because now you look weird. Well, I guess we could talk about it then because I was going to wait till later, but talk about it. It segues Fuck right it. into the the problematic history with Drake and young girls. Did you know that? No, talk about it. Tell me the tea. He has a history. I'm not going to mention, I'm only going to mention two uh, girls, but um, Billie Eilish, he's been, uh, there's been rumors that they dated. Uh, Hailey Bieber, mm-hmm. they met yep, at 14. Yeah, wow. And then they started dating when she was like, like, 16 or some shit like that supposedly no you know these are all rumors but there's this controversial video that came out when he was performing in 2010 and uh, he brought a girl up to the stage and he was like caressing her like you know doing that chris bound shit where mm-hmm. he, they lover boy them to them mm-hmm. you could tell she's a little uncomfortable and then at the end he goes oh how old are you and she goes 17. But it's like not even that. It's what he says after after knowing her age, what he says. Here, I'm gonna play it for you. she was underage what did he say he it was said, like he said something like oh uh you 17 and you look like that girl you thick he goes i don't even know if i should be feeling guilty about this or not but he's like um 
I, I can't get arrested now, something like that. And then he goes, but I had a good time or something like that. Oh, my God. So, right. It runs in the family. So, right. But it's reflective off of what Joe Budden said, which is why um, when I tell you all this receipts that I have right now, I feel like that's why it hit a nerve because it part of it is true. Mm. And, and, and it shows in your lyrics. It shows in the type of music you mm-hmm. create. As an artist, you can only create, example, SZA, example, Summer Walker. You can only create music and art really it's an based artist thing on your based on your experiences and your feelings and your perspective right, and your right, emotions right so it's like if all your experiences from like 24 to 37 is nothing but bitches girls validation money at this grown age it's like that's why i feel like that comment from joe bunn really dig dug yeah. deep because yeah. i feel like a part of even it's also his father clapping back and mentioning mentioning it's crazy the, the it's age crazy. part i'm wondering like drake did you and your father speak about this or something and now he took to instagram to say this because you could have said anything else but you mentioned in the age talking about why does it even matter as long as they're of legal age it's like, first of all, baby, why are you even getting involved in this at your old age? But then you want to talk about Joe Budden's old age. But you're getting involved. Right. At your old age. Like, right. what? But there's more. Oh, my God. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so Drake was a big fan of Stranger Things when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And Millie Bobby Brown was 14 at the time. Heard about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ, Drake, you fucking up. You fucking up. And uh, she did an interview where she had, first they came out with photos, right? When they first met, they met in Australia or something like that. He posted to Twitter. No, he posted to Instagram. He posted to Instagram this picture and wrote Hawkins' very own. So she's young as hell. He's like 31 or 32 at that time. And then uh, they develop a friendship. And then Millie... Bobby Brown goes on an interview for on a on a carpet or something like that. I'm gonna play the interview now where she talks about her relationship with Drake. Love him. I met him in Australia, and um, he's honestly so fantastic and a great friend and a great uh, great role model. You know, we text, we just text each other the other day, and he was like, "I miss you so much." I was like, "I miss you more." What advice does he give you? Like, what does he say? Uh, about boys, he helps me. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He's wonderful. I love What's him. His advice with boys. You know. That stays in the text messages. So, side eye. Right. Bombastic side eye. Criminal defensive side eye. <laughs> you love that shit. Side fucking eye. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. So, my thing is, is like, again, you know how I have feelings towards that. People were commenting, actually. I'm going to read you a comment. Oh, I guess I don't have it. So, I'm going to just read it off memory. So I'm like, uh, if my 14-year-old daughter came, told me that a 31-year-old man was texting her, I'd be really pissed off and worried. And I feel like that's true. It doesn't matter. You know, it's Millie Bobby Brown. It's like, why are you texting her and telling you you miss her? But then it's like, why are you giving her advice about boys? That part. I think that's the part that is so weird. The Mm -hmm. miss her part, that's weird too. Because when I was 14, I wasn't texting no 31-year-old man. Right. Like, those people, those men that age was not even in my context unless you were family. Right. And like she actually clapped back on everybody. 
She actually clapped back on Instagram and wrote on her story. She said, why you got to make a lovely friendship your headline? You guys are weird, dot, 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 for real. I'm lucky to have people in the business extend their time to help me further my career and offer their wisdom and guidance. I'm very blessed to have amazing people in my life. You don't get to choose that for me. It's nice to have people understand what I do. Now, get back to talking about real problems in this world other than my friendships, dot, 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 geez. Okay, but boy advice, though? Millie, let's be fucking real. Boy advice? It'd be one thing if he was trying to help you further your acting. But but what even can he? Like, what? You guys are in the same industry. I know you have a coach. I know you have your mentors. What do you, what do you need to learn from Drake? And the thing is, I understand how Millie feels. One, she's younger, so of course she's going to feel like when, right. we were, when we were young. Right. When I was young. When you don't fucking know. Right. I used to think, oh, my God. God, someone older is talking to me. I'm the right. shit. This is dope. And it's Drake. So, of course, someone of status, someone who's the biggest rapper of the world. Like, you know, so it's like, of course, you're going to be upset when people are criticizing your friendship because you don't know better. You but don't. Like, as the adult, looking back, it's like, ew, I would never talk like, to a 14-year-old Like, imagine you at girl. that age. You're you pushing it. You close to it now. Like, imagine you right now no. doing some shit like I, that. Can I, you even see yourself doing some shit like that? I can't even see myself. Like, mm-hmm. like, are you her therapist? No. It's just questionable. Like, it's questionable. It, it's questionable. In, in for real. In real life, it wasn't, if it wasn't Drake and Millie Bobby Brown, if it was just a 14-year-old girl with 31-year-old men. It's so weird. It's it's and what do you what do you need? Why are you giving her relationship boy advice at 14? And what is the advice? What is the advice? How to dress, how to look for these boys? What is the advice? And then it's like not for nothing, Millie Bobby Brown has a very toxic relationships. That's another thing. But like Of course. So it's like she what, does. Even if you're not oh even if you're God. in a world where you're giving her advice, your advice isn't helping, sir. No. <laughs> it's not doing oh my well. God. But wait, there's more. God, there's more? Yes, ma'am. She's Louise. So there was this Instagram model whose name is Bella Harris. Uh Uh-huh. And they knew each other since she was 16. And then on her 18th birthday, Drake flew out to Washington, D.C. and rented out an entire restaurant for her. Right. Right. uncomfortable silence right <laughs> and so that's that mm-hmm. i'm not gonna get into more of it because there isn't much to it but think about it but like now this. it all makes sense this lack of emotional mature maturity right maturity look at me fucking up act imagine making the lack of the emotional maturity <laughs> is is insane it just makes so much sense now so wait so that's that that's to me it's like as a as a third he was 31 i think too i don't know he's grown in his 30s he rented out this for this 18 year old girl and obviously they must sign ndas and shit so they can't say anything or speak out on it um but it's giving i'm the nice guy yes and that's that's what mm -hmm. i listened to today and this is again this is why Drake really reminds me of who I say he reminds me of (laughs) because again, you are not emotionally mature. You are insecure. That shows in your music. 
and and you're the nice guy and the nice guy always feels entitled to a reward mm -hmm. because they quote unquote feel that they are cutting off all of these things on their quota to be presented as the nice guy which comes off which maybe you are not intending for it to but it comes off manipulative mm -hmm. as fuck that you're doing these things that you think are the right things just to get your reward at the end of the day so are you really a nice guy or are you really deep down naturally a good guy so i don't know i, I just feel like it just comes off like that fake nice guy shit and he's a scorpio so exactly you know. <laughs> so you know he's manipulative you know he's possessive listen listen we love our Scor scorpio listeners but like for real y'all have a tendency of being very possessive and manipulative no for real 100 that's just my experience i don't know no <laughs> my experience too, so. uh, you know i could be wrong but um yeah it's Exactly. I just feel like Drake wants to portray this nice guy so bad that it almost feels like you're not nice. You just like you said, you want a reward. You want to be compensated for it. And if you're not, that's when you're an asshole. Exactly. Or like and that's when we brags. see petty Drake. Exactly. And that's why he brags about it in his music. Oh, exactly. I could have treated you better, please. No, I could. Like I gave exactly. you everything. I put exactly. you on. As if that's his love language. But it's like, is that your love language? Because that's all you know how to give. Right. Because you haven't had someone tell you no. And then the one person that tells you no, Holly Berry, you don't even listen to her. You literally go out your way anyways to use her face as your cover of your art. And that's why I feel like I feel like he's not used to someone who's really telling him no, because you've been so validated for many years in your life. You know, you've been successful and that's what comes with it. Naturally, you're right. going to have that. Right. And it's like, even the people you think are real with you, they may be real with you, but they're not going to tell you no. Right. You know, because it's like at the end of the day, your money, money can buy you a lot. It can sit me. It can let you get away with things that normal people can't. And you know, who knows if maybe he did have these relationships where these girls were telling him no and telling him about himself, but he just didn't care because you see that a lot with people that don't even have money. They be in relationships, their girls be telling them, yo, 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 you doing this, you doing that. They I don't like off. this. Exactly. And you know, these niggas don't care. Mm -hmm. He probably just never cared. And now that he got the money, oh, it's up. Yeah. Yeah. He don't have to care. So this is a clip of Billie Eilish, who was 17 at the time. Uh, doing an interview and she mentions Drake's and her relationship as well. Drake, come on. Drake? Drake is like the nicest dude I've ever spoken to. I mean, I've only like texted him, but he's so nice. Like, he does not need to be nice. You know what I mean? He's at a level in his life where he doesn't need to be nice, but he is, you know? So yeah, that goes back to the fact that again, nice he, guys the nice do, guy. they pretend to be a certain way just to get what they want. There exactly. is intention there. There is an agenda because as soon as he don't get what he want, all of a sudden he's petty. Right. He's an asshole. Right. So are you really genuinely a good person? Because nice and good are two different things nowadays. Just like how nice and kind are two different things. You can be kind, you know, and that's just naturally who you are as a good person. Right. But being nice is manipulating a situation to get a reward at the end of the day and being fake. Let's be fucking real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why it's interesting that the dad said that. I mean, there was this weird comment um, that Billie Eilish had posted, a, a, I guess, a picture and her caption was 18 tomorrow. And um, Mr. Champagne Poppy posted, I've been waiting with the party. But it could be like because of the party shit. 
you know, maybe a party because right. he has maybe a party. Maybe a party, but your track record, you flew a girl out and like closed down, shut down the restaurant for her on her 18th birthday. So clearly you have a pattern of waiting for these girls to turn 18 and to get your reward or something. It just seems so. It, yeah. And it, it's just not, not saying anything. It's just saying that it's very weird. Because, right, this record that we've been seeing, it's a little weird. This track record, right. So, yeah, that's, that's, um, let me see if I missed anything. No, that was, yeah. But I think what was really telling was that weirdo shit with, with that video on stage. Like, okay, all this other stuff is, we're, you know, everything is alleged at the end of the day, but we're, right. that video of him knowing that this girl was 17 and his saying, dad responding, saying what he said. Right. It's like, it, it's, it's it's telling but even his lyrics in one of his songs he talks about a 21 year old girl and how old are you now 36 37 37 so i mean and that's what i'm saying so i feel like again going back to what joe Budden said i feel like that's the reason why it hit a nerve because at the end of the day drake lives a very different life than all of us right, right. <laughs> so it's like okay you know you are probably never going to understand where we're coming from. You're right. never going to understand. I know jo- Joe Budden says father time is undefeated, but I feel like even then Drake will never understand because at the end of the day, that money will never allow you to understand that perspective. It's a right. very grounded perspective. And the fact that he'll never experience that because of the status that he has. And it's just, if he gets a woman that really tells him about himself or, you know, does he, all he going to do is clap back with ego and then and make a forward. song about it. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, and that's really it. So I feel like that's genuinely why it bothered him. Right. I, and, and he talks about insecurities. The only one that was insecure was him because even Joe, but like if Joe button, if it really, like if he was insecure, he would have clapped back with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a lot of ammo, mm-hmm. you know, Drake, you don't even want to do Drake like that. But that's what I'm saying, because you could tell Joe Budden at the end of the day is secure with where he's at. But it also shows he that he talk. still has some type of respect for Drake. Ooh, yeah. Which shows that because he talked about, you know, that the album, he dissected the album and talked about that and dissected your lyrics on top of that. Right. It was a well uh, in-depth review. It wasn't like he was just talking out of his ass. He really dissected your lyrics. So for him to just attack his lifestyle to compare it to his just because he not on some Jay-Z shit, it was just it was just distasteful. And it just makes me feel like the fact that Joe Budden responded the way he responded still shows that he still has a lot of love for you. Like, yeah, your ego was hurt, but I still got love for you. Like. Yeah, I mean that could be that could be true. I don't know what he what his response was in his podcast, but yeah, I agree. Again, there's a level of respect the way Joe Bunn. He was responded. still being respectful in his Hunt, podcast. I agree. I agree. And I just like I said, I feel like that's why it hit a nerve with Drake. He's used to seeing all this validation and not getting that now. He don't know what to do. 
So now I want to talk about some of these lyrics and some of the songs and compare them to like, of course, two of his older songs from two older albums. And this is going to come into play after that. So Fear of Heights, um, that song that is on the album for all the dogs definitely sparked a lot of controversy. Uh, and, and before I go into that, I just want to read some of the lyrics on this song. And it's kind of interesting how these lyrics can easily be compared to older songs on past older albums. So for this is Fear of Heights. Why they make it sound like I'm still hung up on you. That could never be me. Y'all can't ruin me. Better him than me. Better it's not me. He might take you on trips and he might have some hits. But baby, not more than me. He might be at the trap and order some ones, but ain't throwing more than me. And I had way better bitches than you, TBH. Yeah, that man, he's still with you. He can't leave. So... Apparently that was towards Rihanna and ASAP. Right. Allegedly that was throwing shots at Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. <laughs> but um, first of all, I'm like, who the fuck you talking to? Like, um, but you notice how again it goes back to flexing. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's all you got. But it's even in his older songs too. He's been like that. Now this is a popular one that everyone knows. Marvin's room. You know, even him like being sad, drunk, calling this girl or the ex that oh he doesn't have her anymore, which is he had her. So this is pretty much <laughs> where all these feelings are coming from. You know that dude you love so bad. I know you still think about the times we had. All that stuff. I'm saying you could do better. Tell me, have you heard that lately? I'm just saying you could do better. Um, and I'll start hating only if you make me. And another song that I want to bring up that was on the album, Nothing Was the Same, you know, Wu-Tang Forever. Um, he even says, how you feel coming home with a dude for the night? If you nervous, hit the lights. I know we only effing out of spite because your man don't do you right. Do you right. I can F you so good. Then I hit you in the 9 a.m. in Dallas. Who you like, baby? Who you like? So again, like, are you, it, it, it just feels like you're flexing, but also seeking validation. But those, right. The seeking validation, I agree. Right. A hundred percent. But those two, the Wu-Tang one was an older one, right? Mm-hmm. And then Marvin's Room. You notice how he didn't say, he said, so the famous line is, I'm just saying you could do better. Right. Right. But he's not saying... I have bored batter bitches. I've had I have all this money. I can I can put you on. I, I'm not like I feel like there's a level of flexing now that he didn't really like yeah, granted, I agree. He did flex. I'm not saying he was that. still emotional. It was more like I don't know. It was just different. And it's like, when did Marvin's room come out? Years ago. Years I was in ago. high school. Yeah. The fact that your music is still talking about the same thing. Yeah, that's that's basically what I'm saying. And that's what I'm showcasing. Like, yes, early Drake may have been sad lover boy who wants the girl, but now this Drake is like, there's no more being sad. I got money and I got bitches. Fuck you. It's like I'm in my villain era. I'm petty Drake now. Like But like, look, this is an interview he did. I'm gonna show you. And I'm sorry, before you show that interview, um, that Amen song is crazy. Praying till you find a man that's going to treat you like I can is crazy. The play on words with Amen and a man was wild. I was like, <laughs> there's no way he just did that. He's hella disrespectful. I'm so sick of people saying that, uh, that I'm like lonely and emotional and like associating me with this like longing for a woman or sad guy. Yeah, yeah i hate that man it bothers me so much so like you see how it bothers him right 
it bothers him, but like, that's what you write about. So why does it bother you? And it's like, okay, you were that guy then and you're, you're whatever, you're still that guy. So are you, why does it bother you that people think you're lonely when you write about music talking about how you're lonely right that last song that we, we with talked kim about, kardashian on yeah, there. yeah like you're talking about how you're not gonna find the woman you need because everybody's coming for you for something uh, like transactional yeah and it's like everything is fake so it's like that it bothers you why because does it is there some truth to that and it's hard to talk about and you hate that people can see it but that's what happens when you Write about your music. Write about it. You know, that you wear your your feelings in your music. Right. So I guess my question for you is, like, wouldn't you say that he's entitled to his feelings? Like, yeah, even though he writes about that, he wants to write about his honest feelings. So why can't he be feeling a way that the public thinks of him as this lonely, sad guy? He can. He can feel that way. But my thing is, is, like, you can't be mad at people criticizing you or making up their own opinions. Based on what you put out. When you're that's that's what you give up when you are an artist of your stature. That is what you give up when you are a creator. Granted, you're a human, so you're entitled to have your feelings. But to come back and try to do this ego thing, it does. The only person it makes feel better is your yes men and you. Because to the rest of the world who are grounded and don't live in that Hollywood life and don't have all that. They see how it makes you look as a person. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're entitled to feel how you feel, but it sounds like you need to go to therapy therapy or something, <laughs> sir. Yeah, everybody need therapy, bro. How you gonna All say? this money and no therapy. How you going <laughs> to say, you know, you hate that people view you this way, yet your music is that way? Mm-hmm. So what else are people supposed to think? Yeah. You know, like, because mm-hmm. you pay video vixens to be in your in your shot doesn't mean like when is the last time you've seen drake with a with an actual relationship and that's not to criticize anything i'm just saying it's been a minute and then like the whole thing with your son like you know like come on bro you wasn't even trying to like say anything and that's not again you're entitled to your privacy you're entitled to everything he was protecting his son from the world that's what he said sure maybe <laughs> but it's like at the end that you're protecting your son or protecting what you didn't know it was your son yet because you also had like to Ew. do the dna test Ew. you know right. or like you you i just feel like again apple really don't fall too far from the tree gee i'm just saying that you're just i don't know i don't Okay, so the all the stuff that we've said so far, like, you know, based off of his music, based off of the track record with these women um, and girls, the words that come to mind when I think of Drake are sensitive, manipulative, insecure, petty, and lonely. Lonely was the biggest word on there. Yeah, I would say lonely. Because, because. it's like, I know he don't want to hear that, but... Obviously, you're not going to, if, especially if you're not self-aware and you're not right. looking at yourself. You got all this money, you know, in your head. It's like, who are you to talk to me? I'm right. rich. Right. I live here. I'm My successful. area code is this. You can't even be in this. Ain't that naked at me? Like, who are you? But at the end of the day, it's really is when you die, what are you going to have? But it's like you don't even need to be rich to be self-aware. Agreed. And 
granted you live a fast life but you can turn that off right take some time off you know take really like i like you said you said it uh a couple like yesterday she was like drake need to go on a retreat or something like yeah. go on a on a on a self-discovery where you have no money and you like be humbled i don't know like go to a third world country and really live out there with no money for real like don't like, stay at real, the top star shit real, like i, I know real, it's hard because you're drake obviously have security but you know definitely i think that that's important there needs to be a time when when you are of that status you get put in a place that really humbles you and puts you back in reality like oh shit you know what i mean yeah easier said than done though because when there's money you're gonna make but you can use your money to do that but then it's like are you really getting that experience you know what i'm saying again because they're right like this is what i'm saying i feel like when you're of that Mm. status you'll never have that experience because he can't just go to ecuador people gotta know who the (laughs) fuck he is like you know and they're gonna try to rob you in like third world countries they know who you are you're so big yeah you can't and then if it's like you have security you're still not getting that experience you get what i'm saying or maybe he needs to make his own retreat or something (laughs) where he's blocked off from the world and puts himself in some ice cold water for like (laughs) five minutes to remember that yo you're still human i don't know some shit but did you know him and Rihanna dated on and off for 10 years? Yeah, that's why he's so salty in one of his songs. Um, you know, I did not know that. Really? I I didn't. Okay. I believed Rihanna when she said it wasn't true. And then I just kind of like forgot about it. Like I didn't really give it too much attention because she was dating Chris Brown at the time as well. So I didn't really care to see that they really mm-hmm. dated on and off and mm-hmm. did their speculation of Fear of Heights being about her and ASAP Rocky well, is there, there was more lyrics to that. I know there's more lyrics to that. I heard the whole song. So he talks about also um now he thinks that it's time to get rid of his tattoo, his shark tattoo that he has. He has a matching shark tattoo with Rihanna. That's right. Uh, it's like now you decided two kids later because you're so used to It's been so long. It's been what? 7 10 years? Like what the fuck? But even then with ASAP Rocky, right? Like she's been and you know married or whatever right. has two kids has two kids but it's again very telling you know he toxic <laughs> yeah but it's also giving emotionally immature as well because why are you putting that in the open it sounds like a little boy that wants to expose you because you broke his heart type shit right you know and that bothers me and this is why those are the key words for drake and i called this before even coming to the table with all of this information but it's just like, damn, you really are insecure and petty and childish because why would you do that? And he thinks he's hard because of what happened. So, you know, he's had beef with Meek Mill, Pusha T um, and that whole thing. Mm. And and I feel like he thinks he's hard because he can come back with these like little clapbacks or whatever. But it's just, you know, it just it's just not it. You're not like just because you have Twitter fingers doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You're you're just stop. I just feel like he needs to stop fucking doing that. And and I really think he needs to embrace the criticism because a part of it's true. And you don't have to change your music. If that's what you wanted to make, that's what you wanted to make. Right. right? That's it. That's cool. Like it's still you know, good music. It's not like it's terrible or it's cheap. It's not. It's and just, either way, people are gonna listen to your album. 
Because right. look, all these people talking about how it's not good, that's gonna encourage more people to check it out. But also it's Drake one and two, you have mad right. features. You have J. Cole, you have SZA, right. you have Sexy Red. Right. You have mad people, you have party next door. That's all inspired. Yeah. So that's you you know, you have <laughs> everything you need. It that's why I find it weird that it even bothers him to begin with. But it's just like there was this analysis that I saw on YouTube that I think is great and I want to play it here because I want you to hear it from this YouTuber's perspective on what he thinks about Drake and who he's become. And him and 40 deserve a ton of credit. They've made countless bangers over the years. And I do like a lot of his songs. I just can't get down with his current image. He just comes across as fake. He's told us over many songs and albums that he's insecure. And maybe some of that comes from him hiding the fact that he's actually a nice guy that was raised really well. He's pretending he wasn't. This is the exact opposite of the advice Lil Wayne gave him out the gate. He's always just like, man, please be yourself. Please don't ever try and be me or anybody else. Don't ever go get tattoos. You don't have to do, you don't have to dress any different, you know, because, um, I like from the day Wayne met me to now I didn't I haven't changed anything about myself he met me and he really liked the kid that he met and he was like don't stop smiling either don't try and get mean or aggressive he's like just be you Drake doesn't do interviews anymore and the recent one he did actually inspired this video it was a two hour and 20 minute rap radar interview that he produced himself it's one of the most scripted interviews I've ever seen yet it screams desperation and perhaps that's because Drake touches on vulnerable topics, but answers them with polished practice answers. And in that way, it kind of feels like a politician. At the DNC, Biden was straight reading off the teleprompter, while at the RNC, Trump is leaning on the pulpit and winging it. I don't even like Trump, but he's actually speaking his mind, and that makes him more likable. Biden very well may be a better guy behind closed doors, but we don't even know him. And for many people, the evil you know is better than the evil you don't. The Rap Radar interview gave me an impression that I don't trust Drake. I like a lot of his music, but I don't trust him. If Tyler says something, I go, yes, this is exactly how he feels. With Drake, he just says the right thing, and maybe that's why we don't trust him. But this is also synonymous to this nice guy act when he tries to approach or when he approaches these young women. It's, right. Again, it, it it's one of those things like you appear to be a sheep in wolf's clothing. I mean, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. And I just I don't like that shit. That's why I be so over this nice guy facade. Like, yeah, cry me a fucking river, a river, cry me a river, grow up, like get over yourselves for real. Yeah. And I feel like I really like that that analysis because at the end of the day it just feels like drake is overcompensating for things it doesn't feel real anymore it just feels like he talks about the same thing he knows about the hits he's just doing the hits that are gonna work the thing the sound that is now and it's really repetitive and i feel like going back to what joe button said because i stand by joe button's mm -hmm. analysis mm -hmm. and critique um you know, what people are expecting. We all grew up with you, bro. Right. We're all aging with you. Right. That part. So it's like, <laughs> if the same YouTubers you were watching 10 years ago are still doing the same thing and expect to have the same audience, that's silly, right? Because you would feel silly watching somebody whose audience is for kids. And I feel like that's where Joe Budden was coming from. Like, you know, we all growing up with you. We all you know, up here, but you're still making music for, like, the youngins, and, like, that's fine, but that's, Joe Budden is older, so he's entitled to that opinion. 
Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Everything like, kind of just sounds like people, artists nowadays, are just making music for TikTok. You right. know, but that goes into another part because Juicy J did make a post stating that sales in rap music were down by 40%. And it's funny because on his video post, a lot of people responded to that. Someone on Twitter said, We're watching the art form I Love Die because labels choose viral sensations over true artistry. Those became the standards, and now a lot of the new artists, and I say that loosely, are lower than the standard. Maybe music needs this so we can be excited when we get something new. And I was like, I agree with that because a lot of the stuff now people just put out, it just seems like it's a quick nursery rhyme for a bop to Mm -hmm. go viral on TikTok. And that brings me to an example of Glorilla's new song, Cha Cha Cha, which is trash. Damn, I didn't even hear it. Girl, I'm about to play it for you because Kai Sinat reacted to it. Mm. I was like, Glow, this is not what you came out with after making bops and bangers like you know where's the hard shit i don't know this was just not it so i'm gonna play a stupid ass clip for you right now now hop one time no 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 come on glow 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 i love glow bro Love glow, but no. So yeah, that song is trash. She even performed at the BET Awards, and I'm sorry, the song is trash. It's just so, just not it. Right foot left, huh? Now do that, cha cha cha. Do that, cha cha cha. Like what the fuck am I listening to? Do that, cha cha cha. Like what? Yeah. I'm sorry, glow. This song is not it. Um, and I just feel like again, it sounds like something that. Someone would make real quick for it to go viral on TikTok. I mean, it's a good marketing strategy, but that goes back to the conversation that uh, it's washing down because it sells, but right. it's washing down the artistry and the 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 solidarity and the the real where, where the money's really at. This actually brings up another thing. Uh, Bibi, uh, we've mentioned her before. Lipstick and Lyrics actually posted something on her Instagram, which t- talked about this prior to Juicy J's uh, wow. post, which is crazy. Um, I'm going to read it to you because she made a good comment. In the New York hip hop scene, I'm curious how we can go about fixing the major fact a lot of y'all rappers lack a solid fan base. The fact that I go to shows just to show love on the regular and I witness that rappers are performing for other rappers. Like, I see why the Bills have 25 artists, but as one performs, two leave, and then the crowd is just dwindling, LMAO. How can we fix this? I'd consider teams to stop creating Wu-Tang-type teams, where everyone has to be the rapper on the team. And what's wrong with being the consumer? There's enough rappers, we lack real music enthusiasts. I thought it was a good point, because that goes back to the same thing again. You know, the music scene lacks solid fan base because you're too busy trying to get the quick viral video get the quick you know um trend to go on tiktok but not for nothing those trends don't create long-term success they create short-term success and you're hoping that your music can be good enough to retain that long-term success but the same thing where I feel like this this whole Drake album, bringing it back to Drake, you're just making hits for the charts. 
and then getting mad that people aren't being receptive to it. But it's evident. The same way Doja Cat, when she came and did what she did, she felt the repercussions of it because she originally started off with her. Well, she got she was doing music prior to this, but, you know, the, the, the Moo thing, the cow song got her on the charts. She had great music. So she's a troll. So she had great music to have and released her album, which went, you know, it went up. She was like making, you know, hits. She was on top 100s, whatever. She had a lot of success. But realized that I liked old Doja Cat when it wasn't so, um, what is it? Dark, for no. the lack of a better term. No, not dark, not dark. When so it was so mainstream. Like, she was making a lot of mainstream pop music. And I didn't like that. She was. It was selling. She I was, mean, yeah, she was. But I feel like she still was able to retain that old sound that she had within those mainstream songs. Yeah, until it got old. And I feel like what she did was... She knew what was working. She got it. She's, you know, she's an artist. So she was able to see what worked and made that. And yeah, it sounded like her. But then when she decided to be who she really wanted to be, which was that dark, she wanted to change her look. Mm -hmm. She didn't look what happened. Mm -hmm. Her fans turned on her. She lost a million followers, you know, half a million, half a million. She lost a half a million followers. And I feel like, that what Doja Cat went through was a realization mm-hmm. of even though your numbers aren't, your the numbers are big, your fan base is not solid mm-hmm. because you're only basing your music off of the hits, the 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 radio hits. Yep, you know, because that's all there is. But your fan base will be your fan base no matter what exactly. you create. Exactly. Which is why when she lost all those followers. She wrote this. Seeing all these people unfollow me makes me feel like I've defeated a large beast that's been holding me down for so long. And it feels like I can reconnect with the people who really matter and love me for who I am and not for who I was. I feel free. I feel like Doja Cat is a great example of, you know, she, one, she went through, probably went through some changes as we all do, mm-hmm. as Drake as we get older, should do, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Granted. Yeah. And then the people who were fake just didn't show up for her. And I feel like that's telling. I feel like, you know, she felt free from losing all those because the, the numbers aren't don't matter. I just feel like, again, Doja Cat changed. She grew up. Her music changed. Right. And I feel like you don't see that same type of change with Drake. Right. So, and that's another thing, like, you know, even though she lost half a million followers and people have all this shit to say about her, at the end of the day, you can't be mad at Doja for staying true to herself. And that's the biggest thing that a lot of these artists don't do. They lose themselves along the way. And she stayed true to herself and was like, no, fuck that. Like, I know a lot of the stuff that she said about her fans was out of pocket, (laughs) but she did make a good point and basically made a tweet saying that if you're a real fan, then you know, and you're here to stay. So she had tweeted and she was like, my fans... Fans don't call themselves shit. If you call yourself a kitten or effing kittens, that means you need to get off your phone and get a job and help your parents with the house. And so, yeah, she made that tweet about that and also follow up with a tweet basically saying that, you know, if you're my real fan, you would be here. You know, you wouldn't be fake. And I agree with her. Like, I just feel like her real fans know. And these other people that were obsessed with her image or obsessed of, with their idea of her when they mm-hmm. don't even know her in real life, like, you kind of have a problem. Like, I get it. Artists do 
owe some some of it to their fans, yes, but they're the ones that did the hard work before y'all even knew who she was. You know, she did the hard work before y'all knew who she was. She puts in a lot of, you know, work. She is very talented. And then all the other stuff start rolling. And then all of a sudden, Doja Cat meet you. You know who she is. But I, I, I feel like she was true to herself. And I commend her for that. Exactly. And, and also, it's like this. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Doja Cat is an example of an artist literally deciding, you know what? I've outgrown that old Doja Cat that you've seen. This is the new version of me. This is who I want to be. She's expressing herself. And look at the backlash. Then you got someone like Drake who's continuing to do the same thing he's been doing the last 10 years and still getting the the backlash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it really depends on the artist. See, the difference between Drake and Doja was that Doja was happy to lose those followers. Mm -hmm. She was like, yo, fuck that because this is who I am. And Mm -hmm. she was... For sure. Uh, she was confident in herself. Yeah. Confident in herself enough to sit there and deal with the criticism. And not for nothing, her new shit is fire. It yeah. is still fire. It's hella demonic, but it's but like. the song itself the is song actually is fire. fire. It's fire. Like, I feel like it's still Doja. Mm-hmm. Damn. The fuck? I still feel like her new songs are still her. Yeah. You know, 100%. it doesn't sound like she switched up, did a whole 360. She just visuals are different, but right. it's like, again, people outgrow that. And yes, she did. She's a hypocrite because she did say, you know, a while back that, oh, my, my fans call themselves kittens or whatever the hell. And then all of a sudden she goes this, but I, this is going back to the YouTuber example. If your YouTuber doesn't outgrow their content, are they really growing as a person? Right. Right. Like, like, you know, and I feel like people just don't get that. And and this is a great example. Drake being an example of people who just someone who just doesn't outgrow and doesn't it continues the same thing. He gets the backlash. Doja wants to do her own thing. She loses followers. And the difference is how they receive the criticism and how they act accordingly. Doja didn't care. She said she felt free. She wasn't, She at the end of the day, she don't care because she knows that that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Drake felt attacked yeah that says a lot about your he don't know himself he don't know himself there's a lot of uh lack of self-awareness there yeah 100 percent. what's interesting is that you know going back to his whole crazy hectic dating history and just all of the petty weird shit that he does and that he did um in a november 2022 deep fake interview with Howard Stern posted to Drake's Instagram. Drake said he dates four to five women at a time. And he quoted, he in in quotes said this, I get in this habit of dating like four or five women to make one woman because I like these two things about each girl. And then I like what this girl does for a living. And he also added and said that he's sure he could get married someday. You know, I understand. <laughs> I understand him. I feel like when I was single and I lacked love, I understand that because I've felt that way before. I always said that to my friends, to my guy friend. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I like this part of this one, this part of that one, this part of this one, mm-hmm. and that part of that one. You make them all, and it's just like one girl. 
right? You like, and you just like them all. And that's like the thing. But I feel like that shows a lot of, again, going back to the maturity levels. It's like, there's a lot of immaturity in that thought process. And I only learned that as I've gotten older and as I've learned more about myself and learned about, you know, love. And it's just like, you can't properly love somebody or have a proper relationship, a healthy one at that, if you're not aware of who you are as a person. Right. And I feel like that's reflective. So he doesn't, and again, I'm not trying to come at him. I'm just saying, if, you know, if you haven't had a serious relationship, have you really, is is that reflective of who you are as a person? You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, speaking off of experience, like, yeah. you know, you can't have something successful and not toxic, especially in that lifestyle. Right. If you're just going based off of your ego being filled and right. like trying to stay young and feel young and be in and not trying to outgrow that lifestyle. I feel like you're not going to until you learn more about yourself. And this is, again, going back to the fact that there's a lot of lack of self-awareness in drink. I feel like there's also a lack of self-love in him. And he may not realize that yet because of his ego. But I'm not talking about loving yourself in the sense of, Loving the fact that you got all these materialistic things and you got bad bitches and you got these nice cars and you live in this nice area. I'm not talking about that sense. I'm talking about in the sense of really getting deep and knowing who you are as a person in regards to your flaws as well. Because once you face yourself and your demons, then you can conquer the world. And honestly, even though, yes, he is the biggest star in the world, I don't think he's conquered himself and he needs to figure that out. Yeah, for sure. And in the lifestyle that he lives, it's hard to sit there and reflect on shit like right. that. When you <laughs> always got someone wanting something from you or, right. you know, something big, another business move. And, you know, you have a bunch of businesses and interviews and albums and shit takes it takes it life goes quick in that type of lifestyle and you don't realize how deep you get when you get lost right you know so i feel like maybe even he doesn't realize mm-hmm. you know how deep it gets you know i feel like that type of lifestyle is like like a, an addiction you know i related a lot to like uh drug addiction and stuff like that because it's not necessarily a a drug verbatim like it's not a physical drug but the the validation and the 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 ego stroking and 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 all this external validation is addicting that's Mm -hmm. why we like social media that's why we like the numbers that's why people will do anything lots of people will will literally compromise their selves as a person to do something to go viral on the internet and it's like it's addicting yeah and those are just small forms so i can't even imagine in his magnitude of validation yeah how lost you can get in that and that's why i said like even the fact that holly berry said no and you did it anyways (laughs) it's an example of (laughs) how you really don't you you want to just do whatever you want and if anybody tells you no you're gonna do it anyways right you know you're not (laughs) used to telling you know someone telling you no right so i don't know man (laughs) i don't know 
Yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Wow. Well, that was the tea that we had on Drake, Drizzy Drake. Yeah. I feel like we really went deep on this one in our costumes and all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just we just yeah. dove deep into Drake's life. Me and my cat costume and you and your hippie costume. Yeah. Never wearing this Like, shit what the fuck we look like? Yo, I look on stupid. The, on the online talking Talk shit. Talking about Drake. And fucking costumes. <laughs> You know they're going to be like, these bitches in these ugly ass fucking They looking hella clowns. Right. Like, hella- He's like, how are you talking about Drake looking like that? Right. Like, you know they're going to talk bad shit. It's all good. Because at the end, I don't agree with Drake. I am entitled to an opinion. Yeah. Despite- I don't like his, his saying, talking about how that's not real. I'm like, bro, shut up. Dis- the same way you were talking and sharing your opinion is the same way the world does the same. Despite your status- you are entitled to your opinion. Agreed. I don't think status matters. I think someone who's egotistical in a higher status of everyone else is going to say something like that because it's reflective of how you look down on people Mm -hmm. when they hurt your feelings and they don't agree with you. And when they're not in the same spot as you. Right. So it's like, bro... Don't try to paint the picture like it was Joe Budden that hurt you. You're in your bag. And I think you need to stay off social media. (laughs) Turn off your phone. Turn it off. Turn Turn it it off. (laughs) Turn it off. For real. For real. Your peoples need to tell you to turn that shit off, bro. Because, like, people who are hyping you up and, and validating yeah, what you said. Yeah, his fans are hyping him up, for sure. I'm not even talking about his fans. Like the people in a circle. Yeah. Mm. I'm talking about the Heard people you. in a circle. The people who are online. That I forgot what fucking rapper was out here, like, coming for Joe Budden and all these people. I forgot what rapper. But there's somebody who was standing up for Drake, and it was just like, bro, they are just... Sorry, they're just dick riding you because someone that can't tell you that, 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 that makes you look corny. They're, they're, they're lying. And they're not your real friends. No. You got some fake people around you to this day. I thought you was tired of the fake love, Drake. (laughs) I thought you was tired of the fake love. Like, yo, the fuck? Well, that is all that we have to say about that whole incident. We really, we really went very deep. Um, and I don't know. What are your thoughts about this episode? I thought it was cool. I mean, yeah. you know, Drake is Drake. I've always been, you know, a fan of his music. Right. Um, but Same. I always thought he was just like, I know, <sighs> I know. I don't want to say it. Should I say it? Just say it. You thought it was a little corny. No. Yeah, definitely that. I'm oh, not God, afraid to say more? that. No, I just think like he's a little bit of a crybaby. And I, um, I mean that respectfully, like, you're entitled to your emotions. I just feel like it's 10 years now and you're still doing it. So it's like... It's I mean, the ASAP Rocky and Rihanna thing that got me. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Always, I don't know. I just, you know, Drake is Drake. You know, it's cool. But I just feel like the whole young girl thing, you're doing that weird Leonardo DiCaprio thing where you just like hanging around with young people because I feel like you want to feel young. You want to stay young. Right. Which is why you don't have a relationship. And stuff like that. And I feel like that, you know, women your age are not going to like that, bro. Like, and if they do, they're, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you found her because you haven't had a success. I don't even know. Like, will Drake even find that person, especially with his status and people always wanting something from him? Beyonce did. But Beyonce was with her husband. 
since she was 17. Rihanna did. And that's in the industry. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I feel like these people have also had growth spurts in their life. Levels of different, you know, growth. That's the thing. Like, you know, Drake really clowned Joe Budden. Oh, you wasn't successful at music, which is why you do podcasts. But it's like Rihanna was successful at music and she quit music completely, too. And she did makeup because she didn't have to do it. It's like that doesn't mean anything. Period. Like. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) Like. So. Right. That don't mean nothing. Right. (laughs) So what are you going to say? Rihanna quit music because she didn't do her. No, she did hers and left her legacy like that. And that's it. And started a family and settled down. And now she's And does her makeup shit. Like. That's it. You know, like, that's called growth. Right. Drake. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's (laughs) called growth. Growing up. It's called growing up. (laughs) <laughs> that's why i genuinely feel he was so attacked by joe budden yeah because i really feel like at that age you're 37 who are you really hanging out with at almost damn near 40 do that cha 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 hanging out with tiktok bitches i don't know my brain just thought of cha 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 because i'm thinking of that young dumb tiktok shit like what do you mean yeah i just feel like it don't mean nothing because joe budden quit music there's a lot of people who go on and do other things i forgot the other rapper who used to be a rapper and now does like businesses and stuff Diddy? like that Mm-mm. we're not talking about diddy oh uh, we're not okay. we so not it's not it's not diddy no, it's okay not anywho diddy. fuck that guy so yeah well with that being said yeah. um those are my thoughts. How yeah. About you? What are your thoughts? I, like I said, I feel like Drake is just very sensitive. You know, this whole nice guy facade is manipulative and fake and not very real. And I'm sure he is a nice guy, but maybe you're only being nice when you want something and when you have an agenda and it, there's motive behind that, which then it just, if you're not genuinely a good guy, then. I don't really know if being a nice guy makes you a good guy, you know? And also motive doesn't necessarily mean sleep with you. It could also mean just like you validating me as a, yeah. as, like if, if I'm going to give you an opportunity, I want you to praise me like I gave you an opportunity. Right. And then that. if you don't praise him, he, is, he can easily throw it in your or face. Or take it away. And take it away, which right. is what he talks about in his music. And I don't have respect right. for men that act like that. Right. Because what's the point of you give gifting or giving me something if you're only going to throw it in my face when we get into an argument or if you didn't like something I said? Right. Then that just means you're not real. You're not real. You're Period. only being nice just to be fake. And as soon as I said something you didn't agree with, all of a sudden you want to take shit away just to prove that I could take shit away. You don't got it like that. It's me. This ego and pride, I can't deal with it. And that's just one of the things that I just don't fuck with. I think it's just ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't respect that. And again, if Drake wasn't Drake, none of you bitches should be tolerating that anyway. Mm-hmm. But because he's Drake, he tolerated. it. Now, what would you do if Drake actually like posted this clip and was like, yo, I'm down to chat and tell my side of the story? What would you do? 
What do you mean? Because this just, I feel like Drake's the type to try to prove a point to be like, well, I got clout, I got this, and I could put you on. Like, I put all these people on and then easily try to, like, dog you and play in your face. Yeah. I mean, if he, look, I'm going to keep it a buck the same way I keep it a buck always. Right. You know, respectfully. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to tell you something from an outsider's perspective who is not in your lifestyle, who can understand life from a different perspective because you're so far away from the life that I live that you'll never understand it. Mm -hmm. Even if you are put in my position for a day, it's not the same because you're Drake. So it's like, you know, same shit. The fuck? I say what I got to say to his face and then see what he has to say. And you know me. It's not about what you say. You can be calculated as hell. It's what you choose to say and how you choose to say it when it comes to me. I'm always thinking about that. I'm not thinking about the words you tell me. I'm thinking about how you say it, the words you choose to say. And then I dig deep on that, you know? So Because I feel like a lot of people, you know, again, people are fake. So people will talk shit. And then if Drake were to reach out to them, oh, my God, then they'll automatically become, you know, dick riders and sucking his dick and stuff like that. <laughs> and personally, I would just say here, like, OK, yeah, that would be cool. You know, if Drake reached out. However, I still feel like the same thing you said. I would be myself. I would say what I have to say, because at the end of the day. What does that mean to me? And also, this is our podcast and it's our business, right? It represents who we are as people. And I feel like I'm big on being fair. As a fair person and journalism is fair, I feel like the research we do, the perspectives we take is fair. Um, Yeah, so that's basically all of the tea and the inside scoop that we have on Drizzy Drake. Those are opinion. Those are our opinions. And, you know, we brought the facts. We brought the receipts. So you guys do with whatever information you guys will do with that. Um, at the end of the day, like, you know, we don't know these people. It's no hate. It's no shade. It's none of that. For real. We are just speaking on, like, you know, what they portray, what they put out, and all that stuff. Everything we put here can be found on the internet. Right. It's public <laughs> information. So, yeah, where can they find you, Jesse? Uh, you guys can find me at Jesse J E S S I dot strange. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Instagram at randomania one. Um, we are on Apple and Spotify, Amazon, Google podcast, um, all of the podcast platforms at the petty headquarters. We have an Instagram now at the petty headquarters. So that's fun. You can find us there. Yeah. Um, if you want to find my TikToks and all that jazz, um, yeah, it's, Petty Sim Productions and on YouTube we're at Petty Sim Productions so yeah check us out feel free to leave a review feel free to leave a review on Apple and rate on Spotify um and yeah yeah and don't forget to like and subscribe and comment we're loving the comments that are coming yes, in yes we, we've been seeing some comments <laughs> I don't know if y'all are like coming from TikTok but recently we saw that our shit went on Reddit yeah which is like crazy like what the fuck reddit bro we love it we love it so comment we want to know where you guys are from your opinions tell us everything even even some feedback you know we want to hear it yeah for sure um so yeah thank you if you made it to the end thanks for tuning in and yeah tell us your thoughts and this was your weekly dose of best.